Let's get it. High drop, episode 13. Woo! The unlucky episode. About to drop right here. doing here what am i doing come on what the hell am i doing here i'm sitting in a golden chair um i'm listening to Majid jordan as we did last week just a different song this one featuring party next door and uh i don't know why but i like just bringing you guys a little taste of music in the beginning of the episode it gets me a little hype mm, i can get a little more into it now hopefully you guys can too Woo! so yeah that, that links uh if we ever use music the link will always be in the description so just go there and find it if you like the song. And uh, thank you guys for joining us on this 13th episode. The the superstitious episode. If you are if you want to skip this one for being superstitious, yeah, stupid, but feel free. You feel free and just go right on to the next floor. You know how they do that in hotels? They fucking don't put a 13th floor in there because people are superstitious. How dumb are people that we have to do that? No 13, please. But um, it's a true thing that happens in a lot of hotels. They just, or maybe they use it as like service floors and they don't know, just they, they have to work around it for whatever reason, just because people actually will lose their shit, apparently. Um, 13th episode, uh, we're just going to do some housekeeping here. Just kind of talk about, you know, what's happening in the podcast, what's happening in um, the community a little bit, PK community. And... No guest, no guest this week. So we'll get on to that next week. Uh, maybe we don't even know. Maybe we'll do some more of these. You know, I don't mind kind of sitting down and just kind of clearing some thoughts out and putting some some messages of my own out there and uh, stepping away from the interview role a little bit and just stepping into the a blast mode, full blast. Um. So here we go. Right now, I mean, I just finished watching the Red Bull 100 Hours. Uh, video and that was I mean if you haven't seen it which again link will be in that description go see it it's really sick if you like parkour you're gonna love it and uh, if you don't like parkour you're gonna like it at least or maybe you'll love it hopefully you'll love it because maybe you appreciate movement maybe you're an athlete of sorts and you you actually understand how gnarly and how cool some of this stuff is um if you guys haven't even heard of this, I mean, you should be following some of these athletes that were participating in it. Then you would have heard. But uh, Joe Scandrett, Dom Tomato, uh, DK, Dimitris, Dimitris Kersenidis, I can't pronounce his name. It's Greek as fuck. And Bart Vanderlinden. And then some other people, which actually I don't even know everyone in, that was in the contest. But I'm going to have to check out their names and and make sure I follow them as well because other people are thrown down that I didn't quite recognize. Um, but that's just going to happen as, as the community grows, you're just going to, I'm going to miss some names here and there. And, uh, and then I won't because then they'll appear and then boom, now I'll know them. So that'd be good. Um, coming to you again from the golden chair, the golden boy here in my living room, Maxwell Avenue, Boulder, Colorado. And yeah, the Red Bull series was super sick. I mean, I, I, I wish I hadn't, I wish I didn't, I wish I would have watched it twice before I actually sat down to record right now, but 
because I can't. I don't even have my thoughts together on it, to be honest. I just, I just remember it being awesome. I felt like I wanted to train. I was like, whoa, this is cool. There's some big flips, flip pre's going down in there. Um, there was some sick descent. There was a lot of like cool interactions with, I mean, it was done. It was, it, I mean, unless I'm missing something and I'm really dumb, it was clearly done in Amsterdam and I've never been to Amsterdam, but that's, you know, Bart Vandelinden's hometown or, or main stomping ground right now, I think. And he, you could tell a little bit that he kind of like, he's familiar him familiarized himself with those areas. Like he's got that hometown advantage a little bit. Like not that there's anything wrong with that. It's just, it's actually nice to see someone who probably has, you know, to push themselves in their own hometown. They always go a little bit further because they understand the surfaces, the obstacles. I don't know. Like they just, you know, you get that hometown advantage. You feel good. You feel like you're at home. You know, what's up. It's also sometimes a disadvantage though, because of that, because you know, everything, it's harder to think outside the box because you've kind of seen everyone come and go and you've seen what's what's been done. And uh, it's easier sometimes when you just show up at a place to just think of something that no one's ever done because yeah, never like gave a shit about it. You don't like it's you don't have anything else. There's no noise. There's nothing in your brain polluting it going, oh, but remember that Kong Prey and all that stuff. <laughs> so six spots. Amsterdam looks like it'd be really fun to train in. Um and just epic amounts of throwing down. I mean, Toby Seeger. Oh my God. I didn't even say Toby Seeger, Toby cigar also in the, in the mix and that, in that project, which it's good to see more of Toby in front of the camera. I mean, he's, I mean, he's always in front of the camera, but he's also doing a lot behind the scenes. He's just so multifaceted with his talents. Um, and I'm sure, and they were both, they were probably all in front of him behind camera. They was all filmed on the Samsung Galaxy S. It looks like, I think that was part of the project. That was probably one of the sponsors. No, no doubt is one of the sponsors because it's right in the titles. And I mean, that inspired me a little bit already. Like not just the movement, but just the camera work. The fact that they did it, they, they had like gimbal stabilizers or like wands or stuff that kind of helped give the production value a little boost. But you wouldn't know that it was filmed on a phone. Like phone cameras are insane. I'm using the phone to record this right now. Just, um, I want to get more accustomed to video and maybe start releasing the video and, uh, just kind of seeing how it works. But the iPhone, I'm using an iPhone X cause yeah, my baller. And, uh, I got the X face ID, son. Huh? Well, <laughs> but, uh, I also, you know, I mean the Samsung is probably like the, the closest or like one of their main competitors. I imagine again, I'm not a, tech nerd but maybe i'll get into that more maybe you guys can shout out and let me know but the the video the, the edit i don't know if they exported it to someone at red bull to like kind of put some of the finishing finishing touches on it there was some cool just there was some cool editing but uh you know or maybe toby did it toby's a fucking beast with editing and you know i don't know who who edited some of those videos the, but the guys did an amazing job shooting it and editing it it, it was really just felt raw and action-packed i like how they included they included some of the behind the scenes stuff. Like you see Joe pouring soda or like Red Bull. I mean, you see him pouring it on this rail so he can get a little sticky grip to it. And we saw that with the Kong double gainer too, which I think is hilarious because now these energy drink sponsors that everyone wants to talk shit about. Boom, son. That's parkour. That's like a deficient, strong to be useful, sticky and full of sugar to be useful. Boom. You got, you got portable grip and, and a uh, hype in a can now. So no one can ever say now that you can't use Red Bull as a, uh, 
as a, <laughs> I mean, people will still talk mad shit because it's not probably, it's definitely not healthy for you. Come on, let's get real here. But at least they're hooking it up. You know, I don't know. I've always been just like, I, I'm, on a, I'm all about that athlete opportunity as an athlete, as a, someone who, you know, would have, who wants to create more opportunities for, for athletes in the future and who would have like known that it would, it's, it's good to have that, you know, if, if there more opportunities were available to me, you know, in, in the generation where I was like coming up, I would have been grateful for it. Like that. It's nice. It, it's good. It's, it's, it's a good thing to have our sport just, you know, having more people providing these opportunities, even if it's an energy drink, that's my position. But, <clears throat> Oh, lost my train of thought here. Anyhow, just uh, what else did they show behind the scenes? Just uh, they, they had some like clips and voice clips. I don't know. It just felt like training. They, it, it feels like they're not trying to dull it down so much, which I like. They're not trying to like turn parkour into something that it's not. They just kind of let it be what it was or free running. I think they labeled it under like a free running category. So we'll just go on that. But I love how they just kind of let it be. They're like, yeah, look, they pour some stuff. They practice their lines like they don't, you know, they showed the bail. They showed Dom's bail. They showed some other bails. And then showed like how, you know, they came back and I don't know. It was just nice and raw. It felt like you were, it felt like you got a, a glimpse into the experience behind the scenes, even within the video. So I really appreciated that. Um, and I think that's a huge step in the right direction. Like, I mean, once, once parkour can start being more appreciated, you know, instead of always having to like have some gimmick to go with it, you know, that fucking T-Rex suit, that shit out of my face. Um, <laughs> Instead of that, you're going to have just people starting to appreciate the movement for the same reason that we appreciate it and uh, reasons, you know, everyone's got their own style and, and interpretation of what they want to do with it. But I'm a, I'm a big fan of that. I'm, I'm glad that Red Bull didn't try to make it too weird. You know, like they, they have done that in the past. They do that with their, their other sports too, and they're going to continue doing it. Hopefully it gets cooler and cooler. It always does. Um, but sometimes you kind of lose something in like the, the gimmick, you know. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes it adds to it. Um, so that'll be in the description. Definitely go check it out. Red Bull 100 Hours thing. It's it's amazing. Good good uh, project. I love to see some... I like that it's a three-day project. I mean, I liked everything about it. It was cool. Um, but again, I only just glimpsed and glanced at it and watched it once. So I'm definitely going to go back and, and digest it some more. <clears throat> what else is popping off? We got, we got Storm. I got a little some notes over here. We got Storm Free Run adding two new team members. Charlie Havel. Havel? We're going to have to find out. It's spelled Havel as far as I'm concerned, but maybe he's got some weird pronunciation. And Ed Scott. I feel like you got, you got, it's got, to, pronounce, you got to pronounce it like that because it's such an English last name. Ed Scott. Uh, both of those videos, uh, they both had their own little athlete intro video. They're both amazing. I'll link those up in the description as well. Um, those are those were actually out like last week or even earlier. Um, so we haven't got a chance to really comment on them, but both of them were were super cool. Like they both they both again like there's this there's this evolution that's happening. Charlie's has like this. They're both shot on location. They're both kind of like shot in a location. I think, if I'm, unless I'm my memory is not serving me right, but they're both shot. At the specific location, you, you could tell they both were their own little mini project. And um, and Charlie's was like in this warehouse and he did some sick lines and, and everything like looked great. Um, I thought Ed's even stood out like more because of the, just the, 
the use of the environment on that one was like so it was a little bit unique it was like this old cottage village hillside i don't even know how to describe it but it was like really beautifully shot and the juxtaposition he does like triple cork off the edge of this grassy knoll um not to take anything away from Charlie, I think they're both outstanding videos. I'm just saying that that particular opening shot with Ed Scott doing the triple cork off that that ledge, uh, that's burned into my mind. Like I think that was one of the most beautiful shots I've ever seen in parkour. So balls to you guys, Kai Willis and and Ed Scott for getting that shot. I'm imagining that Kai directed that, um, whoever in Storm Free Run. And congratulations to those athletes. I mean. It's it's fucking sick to see that uh, these organizations are kind of continuing on, creating new generations of athletes and empowering these new guys. And it me it's kind of it's going to be crazy to think about, but we're starting to build these teams out, and there's gonna ha- there's gonna be the arrows, you know, there's gonna be fucking arrows, the Charlie Havel Ed Scott era of Storm Free Run. Who knows? Maybe it'll be an era. Maybe it won't be, but you might you can best believe that it's. It's something. I mean, it's just, it's cool to see that these, they're, what am I trying to say? They're, they're, uh, uh, there's like lineage being developed. I don't know. That, that, like, it feels cool that we're just, there's history. Every time there's history being created, these are some of the first athletes that were added to like a non, non founding members of a team. You know, Joe Hendo is, of course, like the first, um, or one of the first members as well that was added. And I don't know. It's just, it's cool to see. Makes stokes me out again. Those videos, I'll put them in the description. They're both epic watches. You have to watch both of them. And it, once again, congratulations to congratulations to Charlie and Ed. Hopefully, um, oh god, I don't know why I sit in a chair. I fucking hate sitting. Um, hopefully, I'll talk to those guys soon. I'm thinking about. I, I keep mentioning it. I think I just have to. I want to break the Skype rule. You know, I wanted to do more. I wanted to do more personal interviews. People in person here in Colorado and we'll get a lot of good ones. Hopefully, you know, when people start traveling through, this is still a hot spot for, for people to come visit, obviously because of the gyms and the community out here. Um, <clears throat> so I can't wait to do that more of those in person, but to kind of hold us over until that. And just to kind of get some more insights. Like I want to talk to Charlie and Ed and I think they, they would be really cool to, to hear their side of it. And so Stuff like that. I'm going to start breaking my Skype rule, I think, and, and maybe doing some mini episodes, release them out with uh, with some guests across the way or, you know, from other parts of the world that can't, you know, come here and be in studio with me. Um, I don't want to go too long on this, and I'm already going a little bit over. So let's keep it, let's keep it kind of tight here. I wanted to cover, you know, some other things, but I don't fuck up. One thing is I really... I did this really funny hike yesterday where I ran up Sanitas. I live in Boulder here and I ran as fast as I could up this mountain. Um, I'm going like, to release some footage soon. I'm just going to say that much. I'm going to release some footage of me running down because I thought the down, the way I was running. At first I thought I brought my GoPro and then I didn't want to, I just didn't want to run with it in my mouth. I was like, nah, I don't want to do that. Especially going up. It's like already hard enough to breathe. But, <clears throat> but then when I ran down, I didn't, I, so I just didn't bring the GoPro. But then when I ran down, I wish I would have had it because when I was running down, I was like, this might be very interesting. I want to see what this footage looks like because I was hauling ass. I was tanking it down this mountain, like getting sketchy, like improv parkour trail running. It was, it was really fun to do. Like it was a mind massage just to like kind of navigate. The, I felt very animalistic. It was really fun because I was just 
in an actually natural environment, reacting naturally, and I'm like just moving as fast as I can. Like the, the the terrain was not so complex that like I could you know it's not like traditional parkour. It's not like little strides and stuff. But you kind of turn it into that. You're like looking for rocks that you know you're gonna get grip on. I don't know. It's fun stuff. I wanna I wanna release some footage of that. So look out for that. But I'm beat. I'm beat from that. My legs are shot out because I just ran down a goddamn mountain. Um, yeah. <laughs> Pardon my my profanity. I don't know why I have to resort to that. But um, all right. So other than that, I'm looking at my notes here. Um, two other little things. Excuse me. One other little thing, and then we'll get to the hotline calls. I'm going to address those two calls that came in. Excited to talk about those calls and just answer the the hotline calls as they, as they come in. And we'll use this these episodes where we don't have guests probably to do the that stuff. We're gonna, you know, stock up some hotline calls and then you know hopefully more and more people get involved with them and uh, and then we'll we'll be able to answer them all at once and to kind of get the community episodes going just for the podcast. You know these these solo solo casts can get a little bit more give back a little bit more directly to, to the people that are listening. So we appreciate you guys. Um, so we're going to listen to those hotline calls, but one last little announcement I thought was interesting or of note was that store parkour store blog store, the, in the famous, the biggest team, I would say the biggest and uh, most influential team in our sport right now store killing the game in every sense of the word. Um, they came out officially and posted an anti-fig post, uh, just saying basically fuck fig and, and, you know, drawing their line in the sand that they, they're on, they're against them and they, they think you should be too. And, um, you know, I think that it's dope. First of all, that they come out and they, it's someone with a car or excuse me, a group of a team, like they're so influential. They're, they're easily the most followed group of parkour athletes in the world. They have the most influence and, um, and a lot of people look up to them, especially people that, you know, especially people in these other communities that might not know what FIG is about or might like be, they, especially the kinds of people that, you know, you see them traveling around to Mexico and like parts of South America. They did like, they go to Istanbul, they go all over the world store, India and their world, their world, their world, like they're loved entire, entirely by like all these communities, which is really nice because they they can really bring a global presence to this anti-fig movement. And, um, I don't know. I just say I'm just, I'm just really stoked that they came out against it. You know, like if they didn't, if they weren't against it, I wouldn't be like against them necessarily, but I think that it's dope that they took a stand and, um, and they're using their influence. They're using their power in a way that like is, is a bit more noble, a bit more forward thinking than, um, then they have to do, you know, like it's not required of them to give a shit about fig or anything. You know, it's not required by, you know, they're, they're doing, no one's paying them to, to speak on that behalf. And, and no one's like really following them yet for, for their positions on, on parkour politics. And, and so they're definitely stepping outside of their, um, their groove a little bit. And like, they're, they're putting themselves out there to, for better or for worse, to let people know how they feel, so I think that's a, it's a, at least it's brave and it's a bull. It's a good thing that, you know, I commend them. I honor them for fucking sending that message out and letting people know how they feel about it. And I'm not surprised one bit because obviously they're from the UK and the UK has, has been like the, 
the champion for this this whole anti-fig movement in a lot of ways, you know, with, with Eugene Minogue, who I actually, again, for the Skype rule, I think I would love to get Eugene again. And I'd love to talk to him again about just anything that is going on because it, it is so important still um, for for the larger community. And uh, that guy knows he's like on the, on the inside as much as anybody can be. So, but yeah, like Eugene Minogue, um, I don't have time to explain it all right now. So maybe you guys can get at me if you have questions, but Parkour UK and the president is this guy, Eugene Minogue. They, they, they effectively and, and, um, whatever officially like combated against gymnastics within the domain of the UK, United Kingdom. So they, they became an officially recognized sport and, and in doing so basically told gymnastics to go fuck themselves like the, as they were trying to go to absorb parkour in the same way that fig is trying to absorb the international, uh, scene and international influence and power in, in the parkour community. So it's not a surprise that the, the UK, like and a lot of UK practitioners are very on board with that because again, they were the ones that kind of started it out. And, and that makes, again, it all makes perfect sense because the UK in many ways is, the Mecca for parkour right now, you know, obviously the Mecca is actually, you know, whatever, like the dump the lock or some shit like every and lease. And it was born in Paris, but we're really exploded and where the culture is probably hubbed now more than anywhere is, is in the United Kingdom, I would say in London and, um, and in Brighton and like all these like, you know, intermediary towns and, and just all the athletes that are coming out that that's kind of like the biggest, I don't know, just engine in the parkour community right now is the UK community. So not necessarily surprising, but again, like I appreciate that because a lot of people are paying attention to them. And a lot of these people could be in those kinds of countries that fig has influence over or has an easier grasp on than, than someone like, you know, parkour earth and parkour UK. They can't reach out as easily as fig because fig can ha already has international presence everywhere but so does store, you know? So like parkour UK doesn't have the international presence and like parkour earth and like this other side is growing in presence and getting more, more, um, organizations like international organizations, organizations, Jesus Christ. I can't talk right now. I have a lisp apparently. This is what happens when you try to record a podcast at eight 30 on a Sunday. All right. I'm sorry guys. Um, my mind is eh, so mush right now. So, fuck. <laughs> All right. So we better get to these calls. But basically, a uh, big, big hug and a big kiss for Store for just putting it out there. I respect their message and I respect where they're coming from. And um, it's nice to see that they are doing something because they have the power to really to make an impact, I think. You know, again, because they have so much presence around the world. Just like, you know, we need, we need that. You know, we need people to get more educated and uh, and understand that you know, when fig comes in with like a nice warm plate of cookies and, you know, opportunities, what that also means for other people, what, you know, if you, it, again, it doesn't, it doesn't register necessarily on some people's radar. If they're not following all these people, or even if they are following store, but store hasn't said anything, they don't know that, you know, they might not understand what they're, what kind of credence they're doing by signing up or by working with, with a uh, fig, you know, and, until they know, and if they're unaware, then they can't really make a decision on how they actually feel about it. So I think it's important for people to, to understand where a lot of the community, especially this big engine, this big hub, London in Parkour UK, is is coming from. And I think that their weight 
the weight of the UK community holds more power and more, it, it holds more weight, you know, their opinion and their ideas out there. Because again, I think it is the, it's not the birthplace, but it's like the bud place, the, the budding, the blossoming of parkour in a lot of ways. So anyhow, those are my thoughts on, those are my, I, I don't have any thoughts on that. That's all my thoughts on that. Okay. That's my Conor McGregor. Oh my God, Conor McGregor. We'll get to that later, maybe when he comes back for his hearing. Um, all righty here. All right, all right. So let's get to the hotline calls here. Let's just finish it up. We already gone way over as far as I'm concerned with this episode, but uh, I hope you guys are enjoying it as I am. And let's go ahead and get to this hotline call. Uh, first one being from our friend Tony Chung. Let's go ahead and take a listen here. Let's see if I can do this without. Moving this mic. Hey, V Doug, this is Cody Chung at C H E U N G underscore K O D Y at Chung Cody on Instagram. What? <laughs> okay, okay. He's just spelling out his handle, but I'm just. Cody Chung. It'll be in the description or something. I don't know if you got that. I definitely didn't. A couple questions about uh, the Mern team. First one being. Uh, Ooh, all right, let's go. Sensitive topic here. When are you guys going to add Nick Ortiz to the team? I mean, he jams with you guys all the time. He's a pretty high-level athlete, and he's a nice dude. So I was just wondering if maybe you'd already asked him or if he wants to be on it, you know, maybe get him off. Uh, thank you, first of all, Tony, for your call, and we appreciate you. Thank you, and thank you for your support and your uh, just getting involved here. I mean, I really do, like, enjoy more, more of these calls, you know, coming in. Um. Nick Ortiz, you know, the question is like a little bit loaded because ultimately we don't really have um, resources at Merrim. And like, I, I kind of want to get in and kind of explain. I kind of want to have my own. Uh, there's definitely not enough time and definitely not enough brain power left in my life or in my day right now for me to go into the details of what Merm is doing or not doing right now. Um, and I want to dedicate some time to that episode, but I would like to have, you know, my, my fellow Myrmidons, Knox and Dylan, or at least, you know, some statements or something for them, you know, like just, it, we haven't made anything in a while. And, uh, I don't know if you've noticed that, <laughs> but, um, you know, the, the future of Merm is, is a little bit uncertain right now. Um, and so that's why we're not adding anyone to the team, but uh, I mean, I'm given, I, I have dis, I have sponsored Nick in a way I told him he can have whatever Merm clothing he wants whenever he wants. What that means right now is he can have socks whenever he wants. So yeah, he's kind of sponsored, but I, ultimately like, I don't, we don't have anything to offer him. Like we don't have any money and you know, I don't know what people despite what people may think or what, I don't know what people think, but sometimes people make assumptions about, you know, what, what it means to have like a small business. And there's been no money made from Merm. Like anything that we got, we put right back into the business. And, and unfortunately, you know, we've hit some, some obstacles with that business and that brand. And, uh, we'll see where we're going with it. But right now there's, there's ultimately no resources. There's nothing we can really give to Nick other than like some free clothes and, um, and we're doing that. So we love Nick Ortiz. Um, but Nick's doing his own thing as much as, as anything. And, uh, we'll see, we'll see where we go from that. But, uh, thanks. Thanks for your, let's see what else. Let's finish this up. That one. Also, um, hashtag bring back the merm shorts. 
I got into parkour like right after you guys stopped selling those, and I was really disappointed not to have them. So I don't know, like what other what other types of merchandise do you guys have planned? If you guys can tell us that. Uh, all right, man. Thanks. All right. Well, there you go. Um, so yeah, like I kind of said, eh, we don't really know right now. We don't like. I don't. I don't want to put any words in anyone's mouth. So I'm kind of just gonna wait and to talk about Merm. Um, before and I'm not gonna say anymore. I feel like uh, I don't want to do that without my 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 Merm comrades here. We're Russian. Um, but thank you for asking. Uh, the Merm shorts are definitely not coming back in the same way. If they ever come back at all, it'll be a different Merm short because our manufacturer ma- manufacturer. God damn, seriously, need to learn how to speak. Uh, the manufacturer that we had, and I just knocked this painting down behind me. Um, the manufacturer that we had went under basically, or they, they, they changed ownership and they don't work anymore. Basically, like we can't use them in the same way. So the Merm shorts as they were, and and as they're known right now in the community or in the world are the only ones that will ever exist. So if you got a pair, hold on to it because they ain't going to be replaceable. But if you don't have a pair and you want one, um, I appreciate you guys reaching out. We've had some other people reach out, you know, to the to the Merm Instagram or to their our Facebook or just to talk to me or to anyone. And I'd love to see them come back in some way. But um, what now is uh, is happening is we don't really know if that's gonna if we're coming back with those or not. So if they come back, there'll be an upgraded version though. They won't be the same. And I think like as much as I love them, there's a lot of upgrades to be made and the world of parkour has changed and the world of sport like athletic gear has changed and i wouldn't make them the same anyways even if i could so thank you for your call tony i really appreciate it let's go to the next call and our last call there's only two so enjoy this one hopefully um i'm listening listening to it for the first time with you guys so we'll see what's on here what's up parkour world uh my name is christian this is actually my third time calling in but I got nervous the other two times. Yeah, I I cut the other two ones out, but then I just was like, all right, I know he called three times, so we're listening to this one. And, hey, there's nothing wrong with that. It's hard to get your words like, I mean, obviously I'm having trouble with it right now. I can barely speak right now, so I understand. Hopefully our listeners understand. Here we go. Sort of like tripped over my tongue, so to speak. Um, I wanted to call in to announce the new Midwest Parkour League. We're going to be hosting a series of competitions uh, throughout the summer and a little bit into autumn. Well, there you go. Right on. I mean, uh, what's his name? Christian? Christian, thanks for your call, first of all. Really appreciate you calling in. And hell yeah, Midwest Parkour League. I think he reached out actually initially on the gram or something like that. And I told him, dude, man, like this is, this platform is just as much for you as it is for me. If you have an announcement like that, send it in. And, uh, and he sure enough, he called in. So I appreciate him following up on that. Um, competition season is getting hot. It's getting real hot. Uh, we got a partnership with SPL sport parkour league and apex international. This culminating this summer at the end of the summer, I'm expecting to see some serious talent and some crazy, crazy things go down in in the in that comp, in those two competitions as well. So uh, it's all exciting. Again, like I'm coming from this athlete perspective. The more that there is, the more competitions, and there's more Red Bull 100 series, and there's more things for people for athletes to do. There's more avenues for success, and that's ultimately like what I enjoy enjoy seeing is just 
better things happening for better more opportunities for for all these guys and girls out there that love movement all right let's keep listening participating right now is Swift Movement in Cincinnati. We've got uh, Phoenix Freerunning Academy, Fighter Flight Academy, Kentuckiana Parkour, and my gym, Parkour Horizons, as well as Akron Movement Family. Um, oh, damn, son. That's a lot of collaboration. That's a little gym network. That's like a little gym <laughs> spider web right now you're weaving. That's pretty wild. Like in a lot, Some of those places I don't really know even or I've never heard of even some two of them. Uh, that's, I mean, that's again, like we're expanding, we spanding out here, parkour community, we apostrophe S P A N D I N apostrophe spanded, get it. The format for the competition, uh, we're going to have speed comps, skill, as well as style and athletes can compete for cash, gym merchandise, uh, open gym and class passes as well. The Divisions are going to be co-ed, ages 5 to 10, co-ed, ages 11 to 15, female 16 and up. All right, well, I'll put a link to the description in there. Um, we might listen to the rest of this, but also uh, no one's going to remember that. No one's going to remember all the, the age groups and stuff. Well, I guess maybe you guys will just listen and then you'll you'll get it. You'll get it. You'll just be like, oh, I'm in that age group, and then boom, it'll go off and you'll stay in your mind. So let's just listen to the rest of it. Male 16 and up, and at the end of that whole uh, season – going to be hosting an end-of-the-year jam, giving out prizes and awards, and just taking a moment to sort of celebrate uh, the community being able to come together and, and put together something like this. Oh, damn. So it's a whole season. I mean, look at this. And they're adopting that SPL, that Sport Parkour League skill, speed, style format, it sounds like, or at least those three categories. Um, again, I think this is a good thing. Again, there's more unification. There's more cooperation across gyms, across networks between, you know, in regions. And, um, just like, it's nice to see because it's, it's, I don't know if it's in direct response to fig and all this stuff, or, or if it's just part of the growth or growth of the community or both, but ultimately we're working together a little bit more and we're kind of all agreeing on some more principles and concepts. And that makes us stronger, you know, as a community and, and, you know, everything that makes us different also helps make us stronger. But when we can all agree on something and, and really push push something forward, like then it becomes on that it be, starts to compete on a grander scale with with other platforms. You know, so hopefully that made some sense. Um, let's see here. What, what's let's see what he's. There's a few more words if you have here. Any questions? You can DM our Instagram account, which currently has zero posts up. It's at Midwest Parkour League. Um, you know. We'll do our best to respond, of course, and hopefully you'll be able to get updates from that account. Um, thanks to Brandon Douglas for hopefully... Hey, you're welcome, man. I don't know what I did. I didn't do anything. But uh, it's interesting. There's Midwest Parkour League. So I wonder if their goal is to be included within or working within like you know we have these two leagues you know in football they have the national football league american football league and then there's the super bowl and now they're starting to have like midwest parkour league there's sport parkour league there's the apex circuit um you know i wonder if it's all going to unify into one thing or if we're all going to kind of like work together and there'll be like a super bowl event that you know combines different leagues who knows i don't really know sports and stuff as well as uh a lot of sport people do god don't i sound smart right now seriously okay uh it's 9 p.m on a sunday let's wrap this up let's get the last words from this fine young man christian here bring this on the air and for you know putting hydro up together just in general 
and being able to, um, you know, reach out to the community. I think it's really cool that he gets to hear from people like us, I suppose. And uh, I guess the last thing I want to say is fuck Fig. And if any of you guys agree with that, I don't know. Give yourself a pat on the back, I suppose. I guess if Brendan Douglas doesn't like that, he can edit this out. But I hope everyone's training hard, having a great day, and uh, hope to see you all at the competitions. Ballin'. All right. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Christian, for your for your words and your your kind words for me and your mean words for Fig. I like them both. Um, I'm happy to. I definitely won't be editing things out. Like, uh, and, and actually, if you call in and you actually think that someone's gonna, I don't have. I'm not gonna do that most likely. So it's better to re-record. Um, also, there's like a time limit on the voicemails. So you want to keep your thoughts clear and concise as po- as clear and concise as possible. But even if you can't, like you will get cut off and uh, it's harder to, to do these voicemails and if there's just super long ones anyway. So I uh, appreciate Christian's call, man. Yeah, I'm definitely not going to edit things so, just so you guys know for the most part. So when you call in, be prepared to be broadcast because, uh, again, I don't, I don't really like just want to be doing that. Maybe when we have a producer, if we ever get a producer, we got Hefe is kind of like our um, producer right now, but you know, he's traveling right now and, and I can't ask him to be here because, again, it don't have any money to pay him. So what is, he's volunteering, essentially. And we appreciate Jefe very much for volunteering on, on helping with the previous episodes. Speaking of, I think um, we had some feedback on the last episode. And I do apologize for getting some of the sound and audio qualities mixed up. Uh, I think Christine and the Christine Sarah Waite and myself of course episode we we didn't get all the levels checked correctly and i'm still working with this equipment it's all new to me i'm starting this new program i started using adobe audition instead of uh logic x so please bear with me on this i'm learning as i go along like that's part of the process and again like as the podcast grows and as we get better at all these things hopefully like we can get better and better things and we can get a producer and we can get more of these calls and we can get cooler cameras we can get better mics and uh, you know i don't know we will again we invest it back in wherever we can um anything that you guys uh can help with if you know anybody if you if you're on a, if you're if you make music and you want to be featured on the beginning of our podcast segment let me know or if you're a sound person and you go oh you know how like christine sounded too low and sarah and you sounded like barking dogs well Here's how you can fix that. I know a thing about Adobe Audition or like, you know, whatever you guys can. I appreciate your feedback. I appreciate whatever you're trying to help me with. And um, ultimately, thank you guys so much for listening because that's the most important thing that I can, you know, appreciate from you guys is just that you, you're willing to hear what I have to say and uh, you're willing to take some time out of your day to sit down or while you're doing something else, like have this on in the background and listen to the views and and uh, opinions and ideas of of some of the best people I know and, uh, of course, myself. So thank you guys again for listening. I love you guys very much. We've been recording for a hot minute here, so we're going to go ahead and end it. And much love to all the people out there. If you want to help out the podcast, once again, please subscribe, first of all. Tell your friends. Just the more listeners we get, the better um, traction that we have to move forward. And 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 just get involved get your community get get the voice out here call the hotline 720-295-7537 fun to know a number again i haven't known numbers since i was in elementary school um 
and uh, and go to the just go to the description. There's some there's some sponsors. Once again, the Onnit sale is going on right now. The Onnit semi annual sale. So I'm putting a link up there. It's a good time to just get in, just try it out. If you've never tried out supplements, again, these are the supplements I like. They don't pay me for this. I just think that they're good, and like I've I've actually benefited from them as an athlete. So I think if you guys want to try them out too, again, coming out with a really good sale um, until May 5th or May 4th or something like that, and. And if you use our link in the description and then you buy something, again, I'm not even telling you to buy something, but if you do and you use that link, then there's support that gets thrown back at the podcast as a, as an affiliate for them. So then we can, they can use that, that funding to get more ball and mic so that Christine doesn't sound like a mouse in the corner on the next time she comes on. Um, so yeah, I fucking love you guys. And um, we'll see you very, very, very soon on the next episode, episode 14. That's it for now. Peace.